ministry in the church can be life-giving and life-changing. And in the midst of it, we all need faithful companions along the road. Welcome to Along the Road, a podcast on faith and leadership for ministry leaders of the PCUSA. So you're a church leader serving as a ruling elder or a deacon, but you also have almost a dozen other roles, sibling, parent, friend, biker, landscape architect, chauffeur, builder, grocer, fill in the blank. Come join us in the midst of your day, wherever you are, to be inspired in your role in the church, become nourished, and renew your call. Formation as a leader doesn't happen all at once. So let's walk along this road together. I'm Martha Miller, and I'm excited to travel on this journey with you. Today, we welcome Ellen Crawford True with us. Ellen serves as pastor and head of staff at First Presbyterian Church, Concord, North Carolina. I am so glad to have you with us today, Ellen. Is there anything you'd like to tell us about your story or about how you serve the church? Thanks, Martha. I'm honored to be here. I'm a kid from Nashville, Tennessee, and um, I met my husband, who is a Baptist at seminary, and we have a daughter who's a sophomore in college, and I've been in my current call for almost two years now. Great. Oh, wonderful. Thanks for telling us a little bit about yourself. As leaders in the church, we can be nourished in our ministries by engaging in times of study and time with God through story and devotion. And so today, Ellen, again, I'm thrilled to have you with us leading us through a little reflection. So take it away, Ellen. Over almost 27 years of ministry, Yeah, we're that old. Um, One of the things I treasure is our tradition's understanding of ordination, that we ordain teaching elders, ruling elders, and deacons. And we even ask all of the same questions, which surprises officers-elect, even now, when I point that out during officer training. Mm -hmm. We're not set above, but set apart for different callings. I've now served 10 or so different churches in different capacities, and I've served on the Committee on Ministry in two different presbyteries. And I am in awe of their faithfulness, their creativity, and their love for the church. It's my privilege to serve alongside them, and I cannot imagine how I could do what I do without ruling elders and deacons. Mm-hmm. I remember looking over my dad's book of confessions when I was in seminary and I was struck by the ways he marked it up and took notes in the margins with his favorite red felt tip pen. And I remember the care taken by an elder who offered a charge to me. This was an elder from my home congregation when I became a candidate for ministry. But it was only after being ordained for a couple of years that my admiration for and appreciation of ruling elders and deacons fully took hold. I was serving as an associate pastor for campus ministry at a church in eastern North Carolina, and I felt a little slow, but it finally dawned on me that these dear ones who showed up faithfully for session meetings and competed to make the yummiest dinners for hungry college students and kept church afloat when it was without pastoral leadership did all of this for free, and I've been in awe ever since. I was doing some planning with two clergy colleagues a few weeks ago, and we read from 1 Peter 5, a text 
I'm pretty sure I've not spent much time with before. And as I'm sure you know, First Peter was written in Rome by an unknown author in the late, late in the first century in the name and memory of the Apostle Peter. It was written in a tumultuous time when it was not easy to be church and do church. Sounds a little familiar. <laughs> and here is a snippet from the Common English Bible translation. Therefore, I have a request for the elders among you. I ask this as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings and as one who shares in the glory that is about to be revealed. I urge the elders, like shepherds, tend the flock of God among you. Watch over it. Don't shepherd because you must, but do it voluntarily for God. Don't shepherd greedily, but do it eagerly. Don't shepherd by ruling over those entrusted to your care, but become examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive an unfading crown of glory. The message uses the language of caring for others with the diligence of a shepherd, tenderly showing them the way. And I have witnessed and worked alongside countless people who do just this who care for others with the diligence of a shepherd tenderly showing them the way. We're not living in first century Rome. However, it can be tough to be and do church these days too. And yet these saints show up with joy and compassion and energy along with imagination, intelligence, and love. And a few examples come to mind. When I served in Greenville, North Carolina, there were no clergy at the church for a time. The head of staff had resigned and I was back home caring for my mom in hospice for months on end. And they took care of everything, including planning and leading worship with guest preachers on Palm Sunday and Easter. One church in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania was a true gift because I remember watching my child dig into and play with one elder's purse while I moderated a congregational meeting. They loved my child and me and my family fiercely, all while they were wrestling with whether they should stay or leave the denomination. They understood themselves as the loyal opposition until the off-ramp of another denomination became available but in love, they invited me to preach their goodbye service. I am reminded of a theology professor who taught the same Sunday school class for decades at a church in Richmond. In a church in Pennsylvania that I served, I remember coming in for worship and about five minutes before worship, I realized the table was not set for communion. Mm -hmm. Bread and juice miraculously arrived during the offering, and I watched as deacons scurried out, ran to the nearest corner store to get a loaf of bread and grape juice, and came in with beauty and grace and a twinkle in their eyes because they'd pulled it off very faithfully. I was in awe of ruling elders who were members of the Committee on Ministry who met faithfully with anxious search committees and work through conflict with grace and wisdom while doing a full-time job. COM work was just part of what they did and their calling, but they also had other duties as well. And I remember a session who wrestled with dismissing a longtime employee. 
And I was in awe of the ways that they prayed, deliberated, and prayed some more, made a hard decision, and continued to pray. And now I'm struck by those who write faith statements with more honesty and clarity than many clergy. And the ways that my current session is embracing new opportunities with enthusiasm and curiosity, all the while reading and talking and building and rebuilding relationships. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, of course. And it never has been. The author of First Peter knows that being and doing church is not easy. And he envisions evil prowling like a hungry lion. Despair, frustration, suspicion, and fear are real threats, persistently lurking and waiting to pounce. And the church is anxious about her present and her future. And the leaders often shoulder the bulk of that anxiety, all while doing their faithful best to keep the doors open, the furnace working, the lights on, the sick visited, the word preached, and the hymns sung. And these leaders find a way to do all of this most days with joy and love. And on the days when joy and love and hope seem far away, I hope they know that they're not in this alone. First Peter makes it crystal clear. Resist evil standing firm in the faith. Do so in the knowledge that your fellow believers are enduring the same suffering throughout the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, the one who called you into his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself restore, empower, strengthen, and establish you. Suffering does not have the final word, nor does struggle. Ultimately, it is not our church. It is God's church. And God has the final word, the word of love, life, justice, hope, and joy in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Ellen. You've given us a lot to think about, a lot to celebrate, a lot to remember. Appreciate you bringing that word. Knowing that many of our audience serve as those ruling elders and deacons and serve in that way that that you've acknowledged, are there things that you wish that they knew or remembered as they serve in ministry or advice that you might give as they serve? I think I've seen this in other places recently, but there's never just an elder or just a deacon. I remind them when we sit around the session table, I'm the moderator, not the boss, mm-hmm. that we all have one vote and that matters and that they're doing really good and faithful work and that they're not alone. One of the things I love is I ask my ruling elders to try to get to a presbytery meeting during their tenure. Mm-hmm. And when they go, there's joy when they come back, even if it's the most straightforward meeting There's joy because they recognize that we are part of something bigger and that there are great ideas in other places that they have great ideas to share. And just that the church is still doing the work we're called to do. I think that can be hard, especially coming out of a pandemic when we've all been in our own little silos tucked away. We sort of forget that we, it is not up to us or up to them to do it all on their own. So that remembering that we're part of that connected church and yes. and how we serve as the body of Christ together. Yes, wonderful. Thank you for that. 
We really appreciate you being with us, Ellen, for bringing us this word and for guiding us through this reflection experience. So I just want to say thank you again, Ellen, for being our guest today. Oh, you're welcome. It is my honor. Thanks for the invitation. Mm -hmm. We hope that you have been nourished through this episode of Along the Road. You're invited to visit the website for PCUSA Leader Formation for additional nourishment for ruling elders and deacons, pcusa.org slash leader dash formation. This has been the Along the Road podcast. We look forward to crossing paths with you again soon.